Hello, everybody, and welcome once again. As we continue on in this series we're doing on the ministry of encouragement, um, and I'm, I'm in the home stretch, so uh, my hope is, and we're 12 weeks in, that you've been uh, listening to the point where it's getting woven into your lives, that it's not just another bunch of messages kind of tossed together and called a series, that it will move us towards actually doing the very, I think, simple things we've talked about, and that these simple things um, acted on in faith can have a significant impact. I, I firmly believe that, that we can make a huge impact not only in the community around us, but that it can spread from here. And that the world is desperate uh, for some good news, some hope, uh, a different focus, something to come along to break the fear and the cycle of bad news spun into worse news. And that um, God wants things to change and that he's calling us to do it. Uh, He's calling the church to do it. And, And that... The idea is that the ministry laid before us, as we looked about, it's very biblical. It's been around um, from the beginning of the church. And yet I, I feel very strongly the church has walked away from it. And we've unfortunately picked up other things that aren't nearly as productive. And again, I think all out of the, the fear of the, the craziness in our culture has made that happen. And yet there's tremendous power in the ministry of encouragement as we operate uh, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we've spent the last couple of weeks talking about some of the ministries of some of the guys who, who did it. And we, we talked about Barnabas, and we saw how it, as, it, as Barnabas operated in the ministry of encouragement, lots of people came to the Lord. And he impacted not only big groups of people, but in particular Paul and John Mark, who were significant in the new church. Last week we talked about the, the healing power of the ministry of encouragement. And we saw Jesus moving into people's lives and lives being changed and transformed as he encouraged them, as he, he looked beyond their sin to see the beauty of their potential. I hope you'll remember that concept, that, that it's the beauty of people's potential that we need to be focused on. And the ministry of encouragement allows us to do that. And so... Um, I'm, I'm continuing to develop ideas to help us to pick this thing up and to walk in it. So that when we're, we're done and we move on to the next series, that this is something, though, that's still a part, as, has been woven into the fabric of everything else that we do. And so along the way, I've asked you to do some things. I've asked you to start every day by being thankful for five things. Last week we had the, have you been thankful for five thing cards out there? Um, We'll have some more of these made up. People told me it was a good idea. They took them and actually put them in places where they could see them, and it's helping them. So um, we would have printed more this week, but I didn't have any cards this size. And so so we'll print some more next week. However, I did print you another card, and uh, these were on the back table. If you didn't get one of these on the way in, get one on the way out. These are the memory verses that I've been asking you to memorize, and I'm, I'm just not letting it go, am I? <laughs> so for those of you that keep hoping, eventually he's going to shut up. Now here's a card for you, and you can carry it around. You can take two if you wanted, and, and I, we even highlighted them for you, so they're highlighted a verse at a time so that you can memorize it. And, and I just think it's that important that, that I'm going to keep asking you to consider uh, learning these 
And, and if you just can't, if you're, then carry the card around. Of course, if you're going to carry it around for long periods of time, you're going to want to laminate it. All right? That's fine, too. And if you can't remember it, that's fine. I'll, I'll settle for you carrying it around. But, but have it with you. And, and, and think about it. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water, and let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. These are going to be so important in in walking out this ministry. And so here's the card. Learn them or just carry the card around, but but it's better if you can learn them, okay? And so we're, we're going to give you these things. In the weeks ahead, I'm going to be giving you lots of stuff to remember this ministry, all right? So you can be looking for all of them, but, but I want it woven in there, into your lives. I think it's that important. Remember, I said that um, we, we've been given tools for the ministry, and I ask you to remember them by the encourager's truth, because uh, truth sets people free, and that's our thinking, our recognizing, our understanding, our talking and our helping, our mind, our eyes, our ears, our mouths and our hands, that, that we need to get all of these engaged in the ministry, we need to get a right thinking happening. It's based on the Word of God and not on all the mess that the culture is tossing at us. That, that we need to see and hear the way that God sees and hears. We need to use our words to build up and not to tear down, to give hope and not spread fear. And, and that we need to be ready to move in and that we start ministry small. It's okay to start small and it's okay to start at home. In fact, I encourage it. Start at home. And, and I'm serious about this. If that's all you were doing, that would be good enough. If you decided that at home you were going to be an encourager, good enough. But you've got to encourage two people a day. All right? Does it count if you encourage the same person twice? I guess. <laughs> but a little variety I think would be good. All right? And that's the other thing I've asked you to do, encourage two people a day. Remember last week I, I uh, introduced the new hand sign we have. Have you been you practicing it? Very good. Two people a day. And then I'm encouraging two of you. This was available. They used it in the 60s and 70s, but it came up again. So, If you see anybody doing this now, that's what they're talking about. All right. Um, and so having said that then, Today, um, and I'm, I'm still going to come back at this next week, but today I want to talk about how God encourages us to engage in this ministry. And that, that God is the ultimate encourager. And, and that He always has been. And that, that as we engage in what God is calling us to that, that he will help us to impact this grumpy world, to bring lots of people to, to Christ, and, and to see lives changed and transformed. I mean, isn't that ultimately what we want to see? I know it's what I want to see. I, I hope it's what 
everyone who, who comes to know Christ wants to see more people coming in and, and seeing the power of God change people. Don't you love to see? See, I, I, can, I know how much God has changed me and, and that, it's a, that it's an ongoing work because there's lots of stuff that needs to be changed and, and, and God's gracious and he just keeps doing it. Um, and I can look back over relatively short chunks of time and see that I'm different. Six month reviews. I can see that God's had some, done some changes in me. There's some stuff that still needs to be changed. I see that every six months too. But there's some stuff that's happened. And so, and if I take a big chunk of time, you know, um, you know, and, and look 25 years back, I can see that's just crazy changes. Um, but see, I love not only in my own life, and and but I love seeing God change people's lives. And uh, it's it's one of the blessings of sort of being in one spot for a long time, like I have been now, is I've seen God just change people so dramatically. And it's such a cool thing because you know it's God. You, you can just tell it. You know, it's, it's what the Spirit of God does. And, and what a pr- privilege to be a part of that. And it's what God wants us to be a part of. And that, that he will use us in the process to touch and change people. So he wants to prepare us for this ministry and and we need to know that really as we embark on this ministry we're we're entering full on into battle and and so the first thing that he does he gives us encouragement for the battle and the battle's on i mean it's on it's full-fledged on and and so um as we embrace this thing and i've talked to some of you already you need to be prepared for a little pushback from the evil one and I like to use that term pushback. I don't know why, but that's, I experience that when I, when I get into territory that the enemy would prefer I didn't mess with. Um, I get a little pushback. Things happen. And you think, oh, they're just things. But they happen in such a way that it would be very easy to get discouraged and to stop doing what you're supposed to do. And it can be little things, and you have to pick them up and know that, okay, that's a little pushback. That's just the enemy trying to mess with me so that I don't do what he's calling me to do. And, and so we need to be encouraged for the battle. And, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about spiritual battle in point three, but there's some scripture that, that I wanted you to see that's so neat um, uh, for us to understand that this is God encouraging us. Deuteronomy 20, verse 1 and 4 says this, When you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them, because the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt will be with you. When you're about to go into battle, the priest shall come uh, forward and address the army. He'll say, here, O Israel, today you're going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not be terrified or give way to panic before them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. So as we engage this thing, we don't need to be afraid. When things happen, we don't need to be fearful. And remember, I've told you that, that the, the, the culture is the way it is because it's very fearful. And, and yet we can go out there and feel so overwhelmed going up against the discouragement that it tries to make us discouraged as well. And yet we need to know God is with us and that he, he wants us to have victory in this area because people desperately need to be encouraged and so uh, we have to think of this thing as a battle now i know some people struggle with the whole battle illustration for for lots of different reasons and and 
I understand that. But it is an illustration used throughout the Bible. And, and perhaps the only thing more horrible um, than, than war is passiveness in the face of evil. Um, it, that just can't be either. And so we have to understand that this battle needs to be waged and that God is calling us to it because the enemy is having a field day. And, and um, God wants his people to rise up and to curb the flow and to bring about uh, this uh, sort of a flood of encouragement instead of what people are, are going through. And it's my firm belief that the ministry of encouragement is, is, is the ultimate way right now for all of us to get engaged in the battle because everybody can get in. Everybody can do this. You know, the, the ministry was never intended to be done by a few select people hired by the rest. It was intended to be everyone involved. Um, uh, you know, everyone gets to, to be a part. And I think ultimately that's, again, where we find life is being a part. It's getting in. It's getting and doing it. And, and uh, that we're called to it. Uh, Joshua 1, 4 through 9 says this, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. But stand up and engage the battle for the Lord. And the battle is waged here in the ministry of encouragement. And it's, it's what he's called us to. And, and so, um, in effect, what I believe he's calling us to be, and this is the second part, that we are part of a spiritual special forces unit. I'm trying to find you some terminology you might be able to sink your teeth into. And, and that, um, you know, in the Old Testament, I, I use this battle a lot, but the analogy came with it into the New Testament. And the Apostle Paul refers to it all the time, Philippians 2.25. Uh, he says, I think it's necessary to send, you back, uh, send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, who's also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. Philemon 1.2, to uh, Athea, our sister, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, there it is again in the church that meets your home. This concept of being involved in a spiritual battle runs throughout the Old and New Testament. And as part of God's spiritual special forces unit, not only are we on the front lines of the battle, we're actually behind enemy lines. We've been dropped in and we're to be um, disrupting what the enemy is doing by bringing encouragement and hope into the world. Um, by doing the things that we've, we've talked about that make a difference, and which it brings me right to the third point. We're engaged in the spiritual battle, and, and that, that 
as we have to understand that, that it's different than a, uh, a full-on um, a physical struggle because that's not the plane that we're operating in. And, and so what we have to understand is that we're combating, we're, we're coming up against the scheme of the evil one. And I've referred to it throughout this series as discouragement, but I, I think it's a step further. I was thinking about this, that what he's actually brought the world to is a place of anti-encouragement. How about that for a word? That he's taken discouragement to a whole new level that's anti-encouragement, which means they resist being encouraged. And, and people, people have become so focused on bad news that it's, it's hard to get past that to good news. Let me give you an example, and we'll see if this works. Hopefully if this works tonight, I'll use it tomorrow. If it doesn't work, I'm taking it right out. Um, thus the advantage of a Saturday night service. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's the deal. The Gulf oil spill. A terrible thing. And by, by no means do I make light of it in any way. It's a horrible thing that took place. And I know it's, it's messed with the lives of lots and lots and lots of people. It's a terrible thing. Okay, so hear me say that. And while that oil was spilling, it was nonstop coverage of oil pumping into the Gulf. Every possible fear thing that might happen. Even, even here, it's coming here. We're going to get it. It's going to ruin everything. We're going to have to move. Nothing's going to be left. Fear, fear, fear. Okay, I get it. And I'm not making light of it. This week, they got it cemented in. I'm having trouble finding any news about it. It's barely mentioned. It's, it's bare, and my, they've moved on to other stuff. And, and I want to say, can we take it? I mean, you spent nine months or nine, 90 days, three months on the bad stuff over the top. Let's take a day and, and I don't know. It's good news. They stopped it. I get there's an impact and it's terrible. I mean, I'm not, I, but, but don't you, isn't that good news? Don't you think that's good news that they got it stopped? Even a couple of weeks ago when they capped it, now it's cemented and they're still going to fix it. That's, to me, that's... That's really good news. Why don't we have any time on it? We, it's not even making the news. I have to search the Internet to find it. Little tiny articles. And in every article, yeah, we capped it, but now we're concerned that BP is going to use those relief wells to get more oil out. Okay. <laughs> it's like anti-encouragement. There's no room for encouragement. Shift it right into something else that's negative. And I think this is the battle that we, we face. Does that make sense to you? Do you, do you see how that happens? And, and so, and, and it just happens. That I, nobody seems to be going, I'd kind of like them to do a 60 minutes on the guy that invented the cap. I don't know. I mean, you know, something that, that points some good news. The, the, the guys that run the little things, the little submarines. You know, I know they work for BP and they're the big baddies and everything, but these guys just work there. You know what I mean? It's, it's anyway, that's my thinking. And, and I just think it's a picture of living in a world that's the enemy has made anti-encouragement. It doesn't want to be encouraged. It just doesn't want to hear it. No, just feed me the bad stuff because that's what they, they thrive on. They, they, they like feast on it. I'm fearful. Give me more stuff to make me more fearful because that's what I'm used to now. Don't, don't mention that something possibly good could come out of it. Um, this is a problem because it just, it just keeps spinning everything worse. And so, so we're in a battle against more than discouragement. We're actually in a battle of anti-encouragement. 
And, and so we have to be wiser than that. Now, in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, battles on, what's our part? 2 Corinthians 5 and 4. Second, I'm going to say it right. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The weapons we fight with aren't the weapons of the world. So we have some interesting weapons. Now you're going to think I'm a broken record here. But I've, we've been talking about two very powerful weapons. I don't think if you know it in the spirit. One of those is being thankful every morning for five things. You, I don't think many people grasp how powerful that is and that the enemy doesn't like it. And he will go out of his way to keep you from it. That's why I keep going on it. He, he will go out of his way to keep you from developing this simple habit because I, I believe this one frightens him. He, he, he's not ready to deal with the people that are thankful. He likes them afraid. And, and this will change it. Isn't that, it's a, how, how simple can that be? But it changes everything if you'll do it. And then another amazing weapon we have is just going out and encouraging two people because it so doesn't happen in the world today that it can have a significant impact. These are simple things, but these are powerful spiritual weapons. They're powerful. They have the power to demolish strongholds. By being thankful, I don't have to buy into the fear. That fear is a stronghold. By, by changing my perspective, I don't have to just go along with everybody else. I can say, you know, I, I think we need to keep God in the equation. Because God can do things we can't figure out. God's able to do stuff we haven't even thought about. So let's, let's hang on to him a little. See, th- these are powerful, powerful tools that we have. And they have the power then in encouraging others as we encourage other people it, to, to actually demolish the strongholds that they're up against. Because they, and it's not like you've got to engage them in debate. You've just got to encourage them. It's, it's going to be okay. You don't need to be afraid. God's going to do something. I don't know what it is. He's going to do something. And, and see, we, there's so much power in that that we need to get there. And so, um, as part of his spiritual special forces, there is something that we need to know to make sure that we stay focused. We got those verses from Hebrews 10, 19, 20. Very, very important. I'm going to add some other verses. And I'm not going to insist that you memorize these, but I would encourage you to. And this is another great passage of Scripture. So don't worry, if you haven't learned the other one, I'll introduce these over time. But this is just so you know it's coming. Ephesians 6, 12 through 18. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Oh, we've got to remember that. Because people will frustrate you. And that's not who you... You're, you, you get your struggles not with people. It's what, what the enemy's doing to anti-encourage them. And so our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities and the powers of this dark world against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, which is engaging this ministry, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil ones, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. See, this is 
again, foundational stuff. We, we need to understand that this is a spiritual battle, that God has called us to be a part of a, a special forces unit, and that, that our mission is to encourage people around us, and that the weapons we have are being thankful and getting out there and doing it with two people, and, and then understanding that it's a spiritual battle and, and that God's given us protection in the spirit to move into it. And that, that all of us have been prepared for this ministry. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father and compassion and the God of all comfort. And that word there could be encourage. The God of all encouragement. Who encourages us. Every one of those comforts can be encouraged. Who encourages us in all our troubles so that we can encourage those in any trouble with the encouragement we ourselves have received from God. See, he's encouraged us. And you think, well, how has he done that? Start being thankful for five things every day. You'll see it almost immediately. It'll, oh, that's right. That's how he's encouraged me. And so I can go and encourage others because God has encouraged me. So, again, this, this battle's on. And we're a special forces unit. And we're behind enemy lines. And he's given us these powerful weapons that are, that are ours to grab a hold of. And they seem so simple. And yet, I'm, I'm telling you, with all that I believe, that it will transform the world around us if we'll take it on. I, I really believe that. I think if, you, if you'll take this on, it'll transform your lives. I think it'll change the lives of people around you. And, and I think it'll impact the community and then on from there. And, and it's those two simple things being done, being thankful every day for five things and encouraging two people every day. So, so let's continue to, to press in. And we're, I'm going to give you some more stuff next week to help us really get into it and to make sure that we're on the right track. But, but it, it's a battle. We're in it. And, and the weapons we fight with, be thankful for five things. Encourage two people. You've even got a hand sign now so you can help each other. All right. All right. That's all I had to say about that today. So uh, if you're watching my video, thanks for watching, guys. And uh, if you're up in Williston, hello. See you soon. Um, uh, if you need prayer, you need anything, you can call us or write us, and we'll do whatever we can. We're going to pray here tonight, and uh, we'll call it a night. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness to us.